tourism is hugely important to the county of Clare and uh, I'm involved in Clare Tourism as chair of the Cliffs of Moher, the board of the Cliffs of Moher. That's probably, you know, the biggest single tourism draw to the county. And it's our goal at the Cliffs of Moher to try and spread that around the county so that we've really tried to set things up now that whereby, you know, if someone comes to visit the Cliffs of Moher, that they will visit other activities in Clare and indeed stay the night. So we believe in working with all the other tourism-related products in the county to ensure that a rising tide will lift all boats. Because it's been a a very good couple of weeks for the Cliffs, uh, Bobby, uh, I suppose, in in terms of visitor numbers, um, now joined with the the Guinness Storehouse in in, in terms of those. um, The only way seems to be up now is we've emerged from the pandemic. Yeah, we won a couple of nice awards as well for our attraction. We're also, you know, we're not going to let the grass grow under our feet there. We've got a lot of really, really exciting plans where we want to work with the community and the people uh, in the immediate area to, you know, to keep developing the Cliffs of Moher as an international iconic tourist attraction because it's something we can be hugely proud of. Uh, not only from the people of Clare, but the people of Ireland, because it's a place that people want to go and see. So we just have to make sure that we manage the expectations of the people who come to see it and also the people in the immediate community. Uh, Any, I I suppose... Can you give away in in terms of some of those plans what you're looking to do? Because I guess people will look at the cliffs and and, and think, you know, it, it it's you know, the cliffs are a natural attraction. It's it's just a case of of maintaining what you have in terms of that product. But like you say, there it's so important, particularly in tourism and hospitality, to keep the finger on the pulse in terms of consumers' needs. Yeah, well, I think it's no secret that we're looking to expand the the remit of the cliff, and we're looking to. You know, even provide uh, facilities in Liscanor or in Doolan that would again all benefit those communities uh, and enhance the offer at the cliffs. So we, we're not there yet. We're involved in public consultation. We've got experts helping us, but we we do have ambitious plans uh, to come up with something that will be absolutely breathtaking uh, for international and indeed local visitors. I suppose a big part to that, and this has been discussed uh, widely on, on this station and in other areas as well, in, in terms of that expansion, is transport and access to the cliffs and, and some of those areas around it. Is that where you feel it needs to be at the moment, not just maybe for the cliffs, but for North Clare and, and Clare as a whole? Yeah, and, and it's no secret that we have some challenges around the transport infrastructure. And, you know, like... It isn't, that's not something that we can sort today that might involve, you know, acquiring land, doing all sorts of things that take time. But it is our ambition uh, to make sure that we do uh, sort out uh, the transport and the access issues and that we have a facility that's suitable and fit for purpose and doesn't impinge negatively on the local community. I mentioned uh, visitor numbers there and, and obviously a great few weeks for the Cliffs, as I said, in, in that regard. But there were figures released by Fulci Ireland this week. I'm, I'm sure you've you've seen them or come across them that, that uh, looked at visitor numbers from North America, mainland Europe, the UK. And compared to 2019 levels pre-pandemic, they're down more than 20% from, from North America, which is obviously such an important uh, market segment for the Cliffs in particular. Are you confident with, the, with those kind of challenges that the Cliffs can maintain the numbers it's had? I am. 
And uh, again, you know, we're about, at the Cliffs, we're about, you know, we've realigned our package whereby, you know, the actual visitor spend is higher with lower numbers coming through the Cliffs. And that's an ideal scenario for everybody because, uh, again, it means that we can, we can do more with less. But um, in terms of the Americans, I think, you know, the exchange rate is going to be a big driver of that. Uh, the exchange rates were very favourable for the Americans in recent times. They've softened, softened slightly, but that will be a big dictator on whether Americans come to Ireland. The second thing is, and again, this is a concern for us all, is that when visitors come, that we have the capacity uh, to, to accommodate them at affordable prices or at, at least competitive prices. So that's a challenge for us as well, given that the numbers of uh, beds available uh, has now diminished. So we're all going to have to work together to sort that out, but I don't have the immediate solution to that. Mm. But it is it is a problem that is going to have to be addressed. What do you feel has been the, the key driver in terms of that spend per head going up? Um, in, you know, it, as you say, lower numbers, less is more, etc. Well, one of the things we did at the Cliffs was we, we, we incentivised people, A, to book online, i.e. that they got a, a better, a better uh, more favourable uh, rate. And the second thing was that we made we our pricing structure we tried to attract people before uh, 11 in the morning and after 4 in the evening so you know because the cliffs operates for a long day so we've actually with a pricing mechanism we've dispelled people to those shoulder periods which means that they're you know we're able to keep the numbers up but it isn't as congested you know in the peak times between 11 and 4 Has the visitor app helped as well I know that was launched a while back it has. It has. Absolutely it has. Like all the technolo- technological developments, you know, in terms of making the experience of booking, of, of engaging, frictionless, given the information, all online has been hugely helpful. So technology is going to play its part here as well. I suppose without asking you to get too political, people be well aware of your background in hospitality and on a week when the decision was made to keep the VAT rate uh, in the sector at 9% until the end of the summer season and then we're told in no uncertain terms really that it is going back up to 13.5%. What sort of consequence do you think that might have? I suppose we're in the context of of talking about (coughs) County Clare's tourism (coughs) sector in general where it is naturally going to become more expensive to do business. Well, I'm somebody who's operated in the hospitality sector for over 35 years and I would, would be somebody who would have absolutely wanted the that rate uh, to remain at 9%. Um, I suppose the fact that it's tapered slightly is a little bit of a bonus because it was due to stop dead uh, at the end of February, as we heard. So that's a slight bonus, but I really do, I really do feel for people, um, you know, because there's only so much you can charge. There's only so much you can put on the customer's plate. And it is, it's been a hugely difficult period for people in hospitality you know with the two years of a pandemic where they effectively no business they're only getting going again so you know i'm very very sympathetic to the challenges that are there and i'm disappointed in fact that the nine percent uh, couldn't stay but that's that's life you know we're just gonna have to get on with it and do the best we can and find other ways of making a profit 
That was uh, Claire FM's Josh Prenderville speaking with the chairperson of the board of the Cliffs of Moore, Bobby Kerr there, the well-known entrepreneur and businessman as well. Uh, we're going to uh, get more on all of this now by speaking uh, with the Irish Independence travel editor, Paul O'Connell. Paul, good morning to you. Good morning, how are you doing? Very well, thanks for taking the time to join us. Um, if we look at uh, the Falch Ireland figures, uh, Paul, that show passenger arrivals for last year compared to the year before the pandemic, 2019, down, uh, Great Britain down 21%, down 20% to North America and mainland Europe, not as bad, but still down 8%. Clare, as a county that really relies on tourism, how do you think we can cope with this? Well, look, there's two ways to look at those figures. One is that they're down on 2019, and the other is that they were way, way back and bigger than anybody expected them to be in the first kind of full year of opening after COVID. So you're looking at, let's, if I take the glass half full approach, you're looking at sort of transatlantic routes returning to Shannon. You're looking at air capacity growing. You're looking at, despite all the rising prices that we're hearing about, there is really strong travel sentiment globally. So I still think there's a bit of pent up demand and I still think people are prepared to pay for holidays, despite the, the kind of all the chat about recession and all that. So I think this is going to be a strong year and I think those figures are going to inch up but I don't think they're going to get back to 2019 just yet. The best kind of guess we have at the moment by the Irish Tourist Industry Confederation is that there might be a full recovery, you know, barring any other kind of weird black swan events by 2026. So if you take that kind of perspective, we're getting there. Now, look, there are loads of challenges and we know that there's a big a big problem with room supply and the cost of doing business is going up I just think it's going to take a tiny trigger to have consumers talking about rip-offs again. So the industry and everybody working in food and hospitality and tourism on the ground has to be acutely tuned in to those things too. We know that all of those, and especially in this county, uh, from having spoken to a lot of the, the, the key figures from within the sector on Morning Focus, uh, the hospitality sector, they're all very, very keen to see the reduced 9% VAT rate retained. Now, it's being retained until the end of August, at least, before it's expected to go back up to 13.5%. Um, do you think the retention of that reduced rate, poll is, is enough to have confidence in Clare's hospitality sector this year? Yeah, I think, look, the industry have really lobbied around this. They, they started before Christmas and every hotel, every restaurant in the country was, uh, every kind of tourism association that we had was saying, don't, don't raise it, don't raise it, don't raise it. They got it uh, retained until the end of August. I don't know whether it'll go then or not. We seem to do this every six months. We have all these chats. But uh, I think they've got a reprieve, they've got a win, but I think that public sentiment is is a bit itchy on this. I think that I'm just looking and, and to, listening to readers, listening to consumers around this issue, there's not that kind of sympathy that there was there for the business, the industry during COVID. And I think that they have to be careful about um, making sure that costs are passed on and making, or sorry, uh, the savings are passed on and making sure that they communicate with customers how they are delivering value. Uh, I think that reputationally that's just going to be a critical issue this year. What do you think needs to to happen to to move away from seasonal tourism in Clare? Uh, You know, obviously those look really forward to summer within the sector where most of the money can be made but uh, surely be more beneficial to move towards year-round tourism. What needs to happen to, 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 to get to that stage? 
Yeah, that's a great question. And and more and more the conversation around tourism is, is turning in this direction and people are talking about how can community become more invested in, in tourism? How can tourism serve communities rather than the other way around? And you'll still see if you look at Fulch Ireland's um, graphs for the spread of tourism across the year, there's that big hump starts in May, rises through June, July and August and then starts to tail off. And you'll notice that in Clare, obviously that come, come November, December and so and the months we're in at the moment it gets awful quiet. But there are ways and means uh, to develop that. It's not something that you can do in the space of a couple of months. Developing um, outdoor, the outdoors product that tracks the trails, the blueways, the greenways that we're seeing um, festivals and business tourism out of season, giving people reasons to travel in the quieter months. Um, keeping businesses open, of course, is important. I was... Um, driving in the Causeway Coast in Northern Ireland last week and I found it hard to find a cafe that was open and much and all as I loved having the coast to myself, you also need to have the basic facilities up and running. So it needs a strategy, it needs the product and the services and the events that will attract people but it also needs, the communities need to realise that if, if this is to work, you know, it can provide jobs year round and that's critical for a tourist county. One of the biggest talking points over the past year, Paul, and certainly in Ireland, but it's it's affecting the entire world, is the cost of uh, living crisis. Uh, yeah. Do you think that will impact much upon tourist numbers in Clare this year? And if so, will it maybe be more from the domestic market or could you see it impacting on the level of tourists coming from North America and other places? It's very hard to say, uh, and it depends who you speak to on this. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the media coverage of it uh, tends to be sensationalist. Uh, the, the surveys that I'm seeing around the world, particularly from North America, are suggesting that despite the, the rising cost of travel, and we, travel is going to get more expensive this year, there's no two ways around that. Everyone from Ryan, or sorry, Michael O'Leary to, to the, you know, your local restaurant owner is saying that. But the sentiment seems to be strong and the business is still there and the capacity is growing amongst, you know, there's more seats available into our airports. It's um, people are booking and spending on holidays so that's a positive but whether people take one big break or a couple of, of staycations as opposed to maybe taking four or five last year that's what we have to watch out for and whether they go and they only eat out two or three times as opposed to four or five times last year I think that's where you could see people pulling back a little bit um, but if the industry can offer the value and they can offer the packaging and they can they can you know spread their costs in that way um, I do think people will be encouraged to travel because we, we, I think it's still fresh in our minds that the fact that we had so many months and years where we could only go to the 2K and the 5K and all of that. And we need to speak about travel in a positive way and try not to have it become a conversation about cost, have it become a conversation about the memories that you'll make and the wonderful things you can do throughout the county of Clare and around the country. Of course, there has been a big challenge, uh, not just in Clare, but nationwide around accommodation for tourists, yeah. uh, given the number of hotels that are, are currently home to Ukrainian refugees. Um, if that continued into the summer and beyond, how, how can we overcome that particular challenge? Yeah, that's an issue. And it's not just a Clare issue. Uh, nationally, it looks like about 25% of, of, of accommodation stock is contracted to the state, but that goes as high as 50% in Donegal. Um, it's between 35 and 39% in counties like Sligo and Kerry. It's being worked out. Uh, Bobby was referring to it there uh, before we, we started our chat. And 
we we just don't know whether that will be you know there'll be substantial inroads made into it in the next couple of months. My guess is that there will be. There's a lot of hotels that are determined to get their accommodation back on stream, but we also obviously need to be careful about how we discuss this because there's people that really need accommodation that are fleeing war as well. We don't just stay in hotels. Uh, There's other really creative accommodation options out there. You've seen how glamping has exploded in recent years. Every time I go out on the road, I seem to see a new cabin or a new lodge on um, you know, a piece of farmland or on a hill as I drive around. And I think we need to speak uh, creatively about accommodation. The, we, need, we also have the short-term um, letting register coming as well, of course. But the, the critical point is that visitors who stay spend more. And that's what you need to do. You need to get that dwell time happening. You need to try and get visitors to linger longer. Mm. The, the day tripping business is only a, a, a small part of what the, the, the broader tourism picture that we're talking about here. Okay, just before I let you go, as people are hearing on the news bulletins this morning, the staff at Shannon Heritage being assured the process to, to transfer the management of the sites to Clare County Council is going to take weeks rather than months, which I'm sure they're relieved to hear. How important is it uh, in terms of Clare's tourism offering uh, that uh, that sites transfer happens and happens in a, I suppose, uh, happens fairly soon in terms of confidence in the offering within this county? I think, yeah, it is important that it happens without issue and it happens fairly quickly. But from a consumer point of view, let's think about the reader or the person who's going to be travelling in Clare this summer. They're not going to care as long as the, 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 the tourism attractions are up and running. Um, it's, it's, it's an issue that needs to be resolved locally. But from a tourist point of view, we just want to know about the great stuff there is to do the value that's there, the fact that if I pay the money to get into those attractions, I'm going to come away with a smile on my face and I'm going to recommend it to a friend. That's the kind of way that that, that tourists are going to be thinking and you can't lose sight of that either.